On this episode of Boundless Authenticity, I'm joined by Christian Yordanov, a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and author of the book Autism Wellbeing Plan How to Get Your Child Healthy, which is a comprehensive resource for parents to understand the most common health problems that autistic children suffer from and how to address them. The scope of his health research covers many areas, including autism and children's health pregnancy preparation and recovery, and optimizing health and longevity. In his healthcare practice, Christian uses advanced lab testing to identify hidden metabolic and health imbalances and teaches clients how to use diet, supplementation, detoxification, stress reduction, sleep optimization, and other strategies to address chronic health issues and transform their health. Christian is a certified Buteco breathing instructor, PN1 nutrition coach, DNA Fit Trainer and is also certified in personal training, fitness instruction, and sports and event massage therapy. He is also host of two podcasts, Connecting Minds and Autism and Children's Health. Find Christian at ChristianYordanov.com. So Christian, how's it going? It is going good, brother. It is a gorgeous day today. So awesome. I woke up early, went for an hour, walked with my dog, got some sun, got some couple of sprints in you're feeling pretty nice and you awesome yeah it's a good day i got some sun ate a shit ton of fruit nice. <laughs> hung out with my parakeet and my turtles sweet so yeah um so go ahead and tell everybody who you are and what you do so my name is christian jordanov i am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and uh, health, health. Basically, I'm a health consultant slash health educator. Um, and my areas of focus for the last four or five years have been researching autism, um, uh, stuff to do with, you know, just getting reversing chronic disease, chronic health problems, preparing for healthy pregnancy, recovering from what was a healthy pregnancy of course, hopefully, and longevity and just reducing toxic exposure so that one can age well. This, so these would be my main uh, several topics of interest. Um, I've published a book on autism uh, about three years ago, and this is, um, I suppose, a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, and I have a podcast specifically on that topic. And yeah, that's that's about it. That's me. So let's talk about that. What was your inspiration for the autism well-being plan? So uh, in 2018, someone close to me told me that <clears throat> their nephew um, is the, the mom suspected that the nephew is uh, her child is on the spectrum. At the time, I was reading a really awesome book called Nutrient Power by uh, Bill Walsh, Dr. William Walsh. And there was a chapter in autism in there that I had not actually covered. I was more interested in his research into people with depression, schizophrenia, uh, his research into serial killers, and what biochemical, let's say, anomalies they had or imbalances they had. And um, so I opened up the chapter on autism and I immediately started uh, absorbing the information. And um, basically it was, it was uh, he started talking about the very high copper, and a depressed zinc level, gut 
microbiota imbalances, you know, infections, candida, bacteria, um, just general nutrient deficiencies. And so that led me down a rabbit hole. I got into the research uh, and every every research paper has 100 to 300 references. So it, I just went down this massive rabbit hole and um, I went to some Facebook groups um, and I saw <clears throat> those poor folks there's nobody was helping them. So I really thought I really need to contribute to this issue because it is an issue because most, most parents are not aware that the autism is merely a label for a bunch of a constellation of uh, behavioral symptoms, right? And they label that as autism or PDD or Asperger's or whatever else, and they can change it 20 years later. And this parent with this autistic child goes to the doctor and the, the, the kid is not pooping or is constipated or has tummy problems or can't sleep or is aggressive. And the most doctors still, all they do is they say, it's because of the autism. It's like how, it's like uh, if I label you as, um, you know, uh, something as a diabetic and you come to me the next day, it's like, oh, my foot hurts. Uh, it's because of the diabetes. It's, it's That's how ridiculous it is, right? Every physical manifestation in a person has its roots. Oh, sorry, every psychological behavioral manifestation of a person has roots in their body. You know what I Thank mean? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of how, uh, what really I felt like, I sh it's not that I want to write the book, I need to write the book. And that's, that's what, uh, that's why the book came about. Absolutely. And I like that way of thinking because still you, you would know, cause I spoke to you on connecting minds. You would know what I talk about. I talk about nutrition, how it affects the limbic system, how the subconscious mind controls everything that you do in terms of your behavior and how, if you have something out of whack, like a neurotransmitter, same stuff that you're saying, it's going to cause these symptoms inside the body. And the doctor just goes, uh, well, uh, you know, or, you know, the, the psychiatrist just goes, ah, well, yeah, it's just your, uh, schizophrenia. It's just, you're just depressed. It's genetic or it's genetic. Yeah. It's genetic. You take this, yeah. shove something up your ass and then you go <laughs> along about your business yeah. uh, with no solution whatsoever. And uh, what's scary to me is that there are so many people that are just compliant with this. They're complacent and like, okay, that's good enough for me. And in the interim, they're suffering. Their children are suffering. Most importantly, they feel like they have no help, but they commit to this never ending cycle of abuse by a bunch of people in butcher coats that just want to sell them more medication. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's get right into the solutions because I have clients yeah. that have kids that are autistic. You know, what mm. can you offer in terms of solutions in the book? Bro, just, just before I say, like, that is such a great observation that they, the doctors, what they wear, it's actually what the butcher wears, isn't it? <laughs> that is, yeah. that is like, just it hit me rare when you said it, that is a profound uh, sort of uh, thing right there, isn't it? Uh, because in many, in many cases, uh, and I, I've I've met and I've, I've interviewed many amazing doctors and there's I believe most of um, I believe almost all of them start out with the right intentions. It's the system that is really messed up. Um, so it's it's really the system is the problem. The individuals they they're doing what they know. 
unfortunately what they know is like what you just said you know just pump, pumping people full of drugs and trying to suppress symptoms which is the, just really the stupidest thing literally on page one of a book on natural medicine you will understand that uh treating the symptoms is like if you ha if your plant yellow goes yellow and wilted you take some a can of green spray paint and you spray the leaves green again and that's you've solved the problem you know instead of looking deeper what's in the you know are the roots getting water uh, is there nitrogen is there phosphorus whatever else right so so solutions dude this is what all I'm, this is what i'm all about you know like like the book um uh, the the first uh, I suppose the first part there's two parts to the book the first part five chapters they cover the health challenges based on science and a lot of clinical observation from other practitioners that I've learned from um, what the health challenges are and then the second part is all about the solutions because it's well, another thing that really annoys me is there's a lot of research out there billions being spent and no no solutions are being offered very very little research is actually like let's say let's uh, take a bunch of kids uh, put them on a healthy gluten-free casein-free soy-free diet and give them a bunch of supplements follow them for a year have a control group that don't want to do that don't want to bother with all of this stuff and then do some some tests and stuff like that right bio um uh you know biochemical or rather you know uh the the, the test uh, antioxidant status so physiological status but also they did so uh this is actually a study i'm talking about which the researchers they they are funded th through um basically mostly parents and people that are affected so again it's not the the big universities um doing this type of research so this study i think the the paper was published in 2018 and they took like a i think it was 50 or 60 uh uh uh, uh folks with autism uh of various ages and um they had a control group that didn't do anything and what they did over a year and, and these are some of the solutions uh they took they first put them on a healthy, gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free diet, then they started uh, adding sub. They started adding various supplements um, over the course of the year. So, uh, omega-3 uh, fatty acids, uh, multivitamin, a very well-designed multivitamin as well. That that was um, uh, Epsom salt baths. and uh, a few more supplements. Right. So th this was the program, and then they did. Um, uh, they did various sort of intelligence tests, IQ tests, and whatever else. And what they concluded is that the group that were, quote unquote, the treatment group, because you know diet and supplements is not a treatment, but you know researchers are gonna be researchers and have that academic language. So the treatment group, they gained. God, dude, I'm sorry, uh, I can't remember exactly, but they gained a year and a half more. Of intellectual development than the control group. So not only did their biomarkers improve on a number of different things, including like uh, oxidative stress was reduced, uh, uh, antioxidant, vitamin status, in, uh, mineral status improved, but their actual like the the rating scales, the IQ or whatever intelligence tests they they did, they they I think it was eighteen months uh, instead of in that one year they gained eighteen months of development. Now. They were still at a deficit, you know, due to you know the diagnosis and whatever whatever other reasons. But they gained instead of a year, they gained I, I, 
and I will I will share that study with you. You can link it, um, uh, you know, with, with when this episode is released. It's very readable to the lay reader, so I, I believe. And they, they also had some three amazing cases where the one girl, uh, oh, just, you know, I, I haven't read it in a long time. Uh, better folks better off are reading it, right? But anyway, so the solutions are right. So the the first thing one must understand a parent with uh, a child with autism is that first of all, it's very likely that their child has a number of physiological metabolic issues, imbalances that are not necessarily noticeable by just by looking at them. It's you need to do lab tests to um, to identify them. So we're talking about uh, gut gut problems like uh, infections of bacteria, parasites sometimes, uh, candida, so yeast overgrowth. And uh, it's important to, it's important to note that a child will not necessarily have gut dysfunction or like diarrhea or constipation in order to actually have gut problems. I've worked with plenty of kids where the parent is like, this, my kid is perfectly healthy. Then we do a bunch of tests <clears throat> and the, we, we find candida, we, we find a bunch of other metabolic issues. So the, the children, they're small. <clears throat> when children are small, there's so much vital force coursing through their body that they're 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 super anabolic they're building uh you know their brains their nervous system so the body is pushing to build so in spite of all these you know bacterial yeast uh, infections and overgrowth toxic exposure in spite of it kids are so resilient they continue to grow and develop right and the problem is that so we have gut dysfunction it's very it's a very common thing uh heavy metal toxicity chemical toxicity or elevated exposure or inability or reduced ability to detoxify these, right? Um, a lot of nutrient deficiencies. Um, a lot of uh, 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 oxidative stress, which is a, a byproduct of nutrient deficiencies, suboptimal diet, because we know a lot of these kids are picky eaters. So they eat very, a very narrow range of foods, let's say a lot of carbs, not enough protein, not enough healthy fats, uh, maybe a lot of too much sugar, too many juices. And what that causes over time is um, you're not getting enough protein. You need protein in order to build antioxidants, which you know, help with fighting infections, help with um, detoxifying heavy metals and chemicals. So if you go on this trajectory long enough, um, at the end of the, uh, when, when, when the parents start seeing symptoms or the doctor, uh, you know, puts a label of autism or whatever, there's been a lot of dysfunction, right? So the solutions are, if you, if you're able to run some some lab tests there's uh, several and by the way if anyone uh, anyone wants my book um, they can just email me christian at christianjordanov.com I'll send you a free copy of my book I'm not trying to sell the book here or anything I want to share this information For those that want to um, you know consume this information and apply it I will do anything for you you know I'll help you any way I can so get in touch with me I'll, get, I'll send you the book I'll send you th uh, three free video courses all that stuff right so if you're able to run some lab tests, like a, a stool test, organic acids test, some blood tests, a food sensitivity test, things like that, you can, uh, the, the, the reasoning behind that is you want to as quickly as possible find out what 
your particular child's particular set of imbalances are. So I'll give you an example, which is very common. We run a, this little urine test that you collect at home, you ship off to the lab. It's a little blood spot, uh, food sensitivity test. You, you drip five drops of blood on a piece of paper, send it off to the lab. And then if you can get some lab tests from your, through your lo local hospital clinic. So we, through that, through these three tests or three, uh, this set of tests, we can now immediately identify what food sensitivities the child has and immediately exclude those foods. The reason for that is because immune system dysregulation is extremely prevalent in autism. So uh, food sensitivities uh, are something that causes inflammation. It causes immune system inact uh, activation. So we want to remove all the factors that cause inflammation and immune system activation. Now the, the urine test, with that we can see B vitamin deficiencies, we can see if candida yeast and bacterial dysbiosis are an issue. If they are, at that point, uh, you know, you'd work with a practitioner or even your doctor, at that point you would do some type of gut healing protocol which will include probiotic, extremely important, whether or not there's, you know, uh, pathogens, a probiotic is still very good for, for many reasons. Um, some type of herbal pathogen eradication supplement or several. So they, you can get something specific for, for the yeast, specific for the parasites, specific for the bacteria. There are certain formulations that have a range of herbs like garlic, echinacea, um, oregano, and stuff like that. And on my podcast, I, I, I talk about these things. In the book, I talk about these things, which herbs are for what. So Probiotic, gut balancing um, uh, protocol, couple of months, three months, sometimes. And you want to do it periodically after that, you know, once a year for a month or every six months for a couple of weeks to make sure nothing is starting to overgrow again. Um, digestive enzymes, again, there's when there's gut dysfunction, you want digestive enzymes so the food is, uh, to ensure the food is more fully broken down. So little tiny undigested food particles don't get into the bloodstream, don't activate the immune system. Then multivitamin. There's really good children's multivitamins that, uh, especially with the minerals, it, it's the B vitamins and the minerals are kind of hard to come by in bread, in junk food, in processed foods, in juices. So the best sources of high quality minerals and B vitamins would be things like egg yolks, egg, um, meat products, liver, things like that, which many kids don't really like to eat. So that, uh, so those supplements would be super important. Then the diet, the diet, again, uh, I already covered the gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free diet. That, that's a good idea to try in many families, just by switching to a healthy gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free diet, get a lot of benefit already. Um, you're removing a lot of inflammatory things when you remove, especially when you remove grains, you're removing a lot of potentially inflammatory compounds. There's a lot of anti-nutrients in grains that many, most people are unaware of. You've got your phytates, you've got your oxalates, you've got, these are things, you've got digestive enzyme inhibitors that literally inhibit digestive enzymes. Phyt phytic acid or phytate binds with iron and zinc and inhibits their absorption. Uh, oxalates can bind with um, uh, calcium, magnesium, also iron, inhibit their absorption. Oxalates can also form crystals that can get jammed into places in the body. And uh, so when you remove the grains, you're removing potentially inflammatory food, especially if there's gut 
issues at hand. And by removing casein or milk products, casein is quite inflammatory. Again, it can mimic it can mimic certain an antigens, certain things, right? So you're removing things that can be inflammatory, can cause problems. At the same time, because you have to replace these things, you are generally, if you follow like, uh, uh, let's say my advice in the book or whatever, you're going to be adding high quality food. So you want to add like, again, like uh, uh, nutrient dense things like liver, high quality protein, you know, things with collagen, like chicken wings. Uh, obviously you want to get high quality food or, or certified organic if possible. Um, and you know, eggs, there's like a ton of nutrients in eggs. So you are displacing the inflammatory stuff in the junk food and the processed food with a clean diet that adds protein, healthy fats. And now the child, all of a sudden you re you're removing sources of inflammation and immune activation, and you are adding the building blocks for the brain, uh, the nervous system, neurotransmitters, um, the skin, just everything. Everything in the body is made from the protein, the meat, and the you know the protein that you eat, the amino acids, and uh, the fats, the saturated fat, the, the healthy, nice butter, fish oils, you know. So these things, just doing these few things, are going to have tremendous, tremendous effect on on most of these kids. Then there's more advanced things that we can discuss, of course, if you want. Right. Well, I have to jump in there. So what if a person is a vegetarian? So. What if that's their, you know, family culture? If the person is vegetarian, you can still, if the child is eating a vegetarian diet, they can still eat cheese. They can still eat eggs. I would highly recommend incorporating more eggs, more, um, you know, goat, goat cheese, uh, goat, um, um, yogurt, kefir, right? I would most certainly be incorporating these into the diet because you just you just there are certain compounds that you will not come to find in um, in plant foods and what I do with my clients and uh, look I have been I've been plant based and vegan for two years of my life in total um, and I've done it and um, what what I advise my my clients and my, and my friends who are uh, plant-based or vegan, not for ethical person uh, uh, reasons and not for um, not for cultural reasons. I advise them to to rethink that and I give them resources to tell them about the the health, uh, the, basically about the nutrients that are only available in um, animal foods. But yeah, just to reiterate, eggs, cheese. Um, you know, goat, goat, uh, sheep cheese, feta cheese. I would definitely be adding these. It's just, there's, there's a bunch of nutrients that you're just not going to get as bioavailable. Certain amino acids are not as bioavailable in plant foods. And, um, I would also add more supplements to the program in that case. Right. So let's ask a question that's <laughs> the title of one of your, uh, chapters, I think, uh, what is a healthy gut? What? is a healthy gut so a healthy gut uh, <laughs> so the, i remember there were several bullet points that i wrote in the book so a healthy gut basically uh so for folks that just need a little bit of a refresher when we say gut or gastrointestinal system it's it's everything from the mouth down to the anus so this series of organs is what uh, it has multiple jobs. So uh, the most important job or one of the most important jobs is to 
uh, ensure that food is broken down sufficiently and assimilated so then it's sent to the liver and then the liver can you know make synthesize proteins and you know send out nutrients to the rest of the body so when you start chewing food <clears throat> you secrete certain digestive enzymes the stomach secretes hydrochloric acid and um, uh, sterilizes the food certain proteolytic or protein digestive enzyme digestive enzymes start breaking down the food it goes into the you know the top part of the small intestine at that point there's more enzymes so uh, at these points you, you're secreting a lot of enzymes and hydrochloric acid so a healthy gut will secrete these in sufficient quantities <clears throat> then the intestinal lining is only one cell thick, right? It's a very thin barrier. And you have these finger-like finger -like projections which also secrete enzymes and they break down the food down to the amino acid level, to the, you know, to the tiniest of particles, so glucose, fructose, and, and stuff like that, right? And they then assimilate the food. So if the intestinal lining is inflamed, if you're eating inflammatory foods or you have gut pathogens or any type of inflammation and um, the, the intestinal cells, you know, are damaged in some way, then your ability to, to digest and assimilate the food, you know, via excreting or secreting the enzymes and, you know, transporting the nutrients into your bloodstream, that becomes compromised. So a healthy gut is free of, free of pathogens the good microbiota are in balance. Um, you are able to secrete the enzymes that you need, and then you are able to transport those nutrients into your through through the gut wall into the bloodstream, so they can be utilized by the body. And also importantly, is a, a leaky gut is not permeable. There's no so so sorry. A healthy gut is not permeable. So we have this concept of intestinal permeability, and colloquially it's known as leaky gut. That's when there's damage, the cells part, and there's gaps between the intestinal cells, and undigested food particles can get in, and that's kind of the 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 way food sensitivities and inflammation, immune activation, and eventually even autoimmunity can develop. So. Uh, a healthy gut is also not permeable. It only it only selectively allows the nutrients, the very small broken down nutrients that uh, should make it into the bloodstream. Right. So yeah, this makes me want to go directly into a topic that I'm very passionate about, how everything is just full of heavy metals and chemicals and all kinds of bullshit that it affects people. And I don't think a lot of people understand that like for a pregnant woman, if she's consuming a certain amount of chemicals and stuff, a lot of those things can be transferred over to the child. And then the child is born autistic or some other ridiculous label and they don't know why. And it, it's still possible for that child to detox and have a, a relatively normal experience of life. But that's not talked about again by the butcher coat wearers so much, mostly because I don't think that they really know. I think that, to live in that world is to be inundated with a complex set of programming that blinds you from any other reality except from what you actually need to help your client, the individual. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about the, the chemicals and everything, solutions for that. You know, how do we avoid certain things? I, I think 
uh, what I see a lot in my um, practice is the inability to source good things. The inability to source good things. Uh, do are you talking about like uh, your clients in Barbados or in the states or? My clients are worldwide. You know, like right. UK, US, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I to be honest, like uh, I I just I I have to I have to like any, anyone in in the states or in in the European Union I am no longer accepting uh uh if someone tells me I can't find quality food I, I'm like shut up you can <laughs> because <laughs> you can you've no you've no idea how lucky we are here because I I recently started working with a family in um in Africa and they have no such thing as a certified organic certification. And they, I asked them to, to, to obviously, all my clients, they have to list all the foods that they eat, or in this case, their child eats. And all, like, we, I was struggling to put together, you know, um, a varied and, and balanced diet. So I told them, go to the store and either write down all the foods that you see there in the produce section, or, you know, whatever or take pictures of all the aisles and send them to me. I will tell you, you know, which foods to stay away from. And, and so anyway, um, after going through that exercise with these folks, I'm like, damn, it's like in Europe and um, in the States, we are so spoiled. But the, 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 the other problem is that like here, dude, like um, a kilogram of organic, organically grown nuts is like 30 euro, sometimes more, 30 euro. And that's that's more than like a, a person for 30 euro can go and buy, you know, four, four or five kilograms of conventionally grown meat, right? Pork, beef, whatever, chicken. So how are you going to tell a person, you know, you need to switch to organic food when certain things are, are quite expensive. And it's not that that food is expensive. You, the value of the food is worth it. It's the fact that bad food, and when I say bad food, I mean food that's, you know, grown with, uh, when we're talking about fruits and veg, fruit and veg, we're talking about uh, food that is grown with artificial uh, fertilizers, a crap load of uh, uh, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, a ton of other a ton of other chemicals used in the processing of that food. So that's bad food. And then the animals, um, you know, the hormones, the squalid living conditions, the fact that these animals are not actually healthy throughout their life. And when you eat something that is unhealthy to begin with, what are you, what kind of energy are you putting into your body? Of course, you're, you're, it's a recipe for ill health. So we go out, I've had, uh, 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 monetary uh, financial issues in the past, but one thing I always made sure that I might not go on holidays or whatever else or buy toys or whatever, but I always would buy organic food, at least for the last five years since I'm aware of these things. I would always buy organic foods and, and, and you know, my basic supplements for my wife, of course. Um, so it's all about priorities. But uh, yeah, the, the food right now, dude, that's the biggest problem is the cheap, cheap food. Uh, like if you... Go to the store, like look at a can, like a chocolate or a candy bar or like a lot of these things or ultra highly processed milk, which is something that is very uh, sold a lot here. 
which is completely cooked the nutrition out of the food, you know, and denatured the protein and just destroyed any sort of enzymes and things like that. So this food is um, cheap, but you get what you pay for. So I think for me, <clears throat> for me, it, the, it's a matter when I'm educating my clients and and my friends and whoever whoever wants to listen. I will I, again. I will. I will give you as much time as you need and as much support as you need. If you're, if you're, if your heart is open, if you're willing to listen, I will, I will help you as much as I can. And uh, I tell them, look, it's all about priorities. Like I've got friends here in, in I'm, I live in the south of Portugal. I got friends that have two cars, or you know, or like they have a villa and a fucking uh, uh, apartment that they're renting out, and they go on holidays, and they still don't buy organic food. And I'm like. Dude, it's all about priorities. I remember I had one friend. We did a. He wanted had an issue. We did some lab tests, and then I I, I gave him. This is the protocol you need to do. It it, it it was about 300 euro for a bunch of supplements to to do, and he's like, dude, what am I gonna be taking gold? And am I gonna be eating gold here? What is this you giving me? <laughs> you know. So it's all about priorities. You know, you can spend you can spend eight grand on a on a motorbike, but you won't spend like a few hundred extra bucks. Um, a month on organic food. So it's all about, so it, but in order for it to become a priority, we have to educate people. So for me, the for my, personally, I think the solution is, is really, we have to like, uh, we have to educate people and it, it's a, on a one by one basis, you know, like I, I'm putting the finishing touches on a course. That's all about this. We can talk about it after with you, Jahan. Um, I'll send you, you know, I'll send you the course and you can sign up. Um, but uh, like, I feel like the, this is the number one thing for people. That ha what they have to start doing is uh, prioritizing good food, uh, organic food. And if you cannot find organic food, there is something known, known as the EWG Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen lists. So if you go to EWG.org, they have these lists and they publish them every year. And basically these are lists of the foods that are most sprayed with pesticides and the foods that are least sprayed with pesticides. So the dirty dozen contains a lot of summer fruits. So we're talking apples, pears, nectarines, peaches, cherries. So thing, things with a very thin skin that they need a ton of pesticides in order to prevent the bugs from eating the delicious flesh of that fruit. And things on the clean 15 list, which you are the least sprayed, would be things with a very thick rind or skin, things like onions, mangoes, uh, tubers, things that are underground that are harder for bugs to, to get to. So I, I always tell folks, when, if you're transitioning to like an organic diet, you want to go for the clean 15, you, you know, uh, conventional for now but anything like berries and strawberries and apples if you're using those foods i would either avoid the foods altogether or buy those organic try to find those organic so other other things is like um fi find people around you that produce good food i it, it i'm sure i'm sure folks can do that uh it, if you're in a big city in the middle of a big city it will be harder but there are people uh that you can go to the farmer and you can talk to them and ask them what kind of pesticides and herbicides are you using. And they, like I have one neighbor here, he get, gave me pomegranates last summer uh, and I, 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 he has like several trees and he tells me I use uh, hydrogen peroxide, I put that in water and I spray the tree, everything's organic. So, you know, like he gave me these pomegranates, I'm like, hell yeah, these are, these are getting in my belly, 
you know so uh, there are ways right and the, there's so many minute tiny toxic exposures around the home that what the way i kind of frame it is over think about if you have 20 different exposures every day that are small together but every day over one year 10 years 20 years how magnified that becomes that cumulative exposure so the to frame it in a positive light think about if you identify and ameliorate 20 toxic exposures in your home this week or over the next month think about over the 10 5 10 20 years how much you're going to be reducing the cumulative effect of these toxic exposures and the way to to think about it is you start with the kitchen or we already covered the food so you know organic sourcing better food certain things like small wild caught fish is better than like farmed fish or large ocean fish um you know if you can get wild uh deer or boar things like that or, or like wild caught animals there's there's certain things that are, are better certain things that are worse there's certain things you definitely never want to get non-organic like i already mentioned like strawberries thin skin fruits and then you you you, you know you, you you got the food and then you have the water you know 200 bucks you get a reverse osmosis system install that under your sink now you have clean water for your pets for your kids for yourself for 50 50 bucks 30 40 50 bucks get a shower filter this is super important get a shower filter put that shower filter on your shower to to remove the chlorine from your shower water because otherwise your kids your everyone in your home when you shower you are not only absorbing chlorine but you are also inhaling it because it's a volatile compound so when then talking about the air quality at home uh, a hepa filter can be as as little as 50 bucks 100 bucks hepa high efficiency particulate air purifier um this what this does is the, the good ones and the, even just the regular ones you get now they filter particles down to three microns in size so dust pet dander spores allergens uh the dust the reason the dust is important not not only is the dust breathing in the dust you know not not great but things like uh phthalates uh flame retardants like poly pbdes pbdes polybrominated diphenoethers things that are in the plastics in your couch you know uh uh bpas BP, you know, so so these things they basically the dust is a carrier for these things so when you're inhaling the dust it's not just the dust itself it's the these um endocrine disrupting poisons so a hepa air filter in your child's room super important in your bedroom super important and your your main living space like your living room right obviously the bigger the space the the bigger the filter i got the tiny please no scented candles yeah yeah dude so scented candles like no stop using guys listening please if you use like a perfume or a cologne anything with a scent please air fresheners just throw it out don't even give it away like i i when i found out this stuff out back like six years ago or whatever <laughs> i had a bunch of things that were gifts like armani hugo boss all these awesome things you would think and there was like eight of them i had and then they were just sitting there for like months and months and months and one day i just threw them out because uh, and my wife is like why don't you give them to a friend or something as a gift or my mom i can't remember who it was like <laughs> why would i give a gift a, a, a a gift of poison to a friend of mine, you know, knowingly. 
So there's and there, there's other stuff. You know, your cleaning products. So if you if you think organic cleaning products are a bit too expensive, I'll tell you what. What for the most part, what we use is baking soda, uh, um, vinegar. Um, you know, you can use lemon juice. Uh, citric acid. I use citric acid a lot for like to clean my dishwasher and stuff like that and uh, all sorts of things. D scale, D lime. So there's any a, li- a few cursory searches on Google will cover all all of these things. You you just the thing is you have to be aware that these things are toxic. The reason you you're like, when you open like a cleaning product like your a floor cleaner or whatever Domestos for your toilet. The reason you're a bit repulsed from it. Is because it's uh, that's poison, you know. It's normal reaction, and what people have to understand is you. You might be a big human, you know. You might be a fully grown adult, so your detoxification systems are developed. You know, you might have had a healthy childhood, so you're healthy. So these same toxic exposures are going to be your child is much more vulnerable to these, right? So I, I, I had we had some friends here a few weeks ago. They were on holiday in Portugal, and we saw them like at 5 p.m. in in the evening, and their kids were wrecked. Like, what's like, what's wrong with them? Why are they so tired? They're like really in a bad mood, and they went. They told us they went on a bus tour, those hop on hop off buses with the open deck or the open second story. So I'm thinking, like, I'm just like, you know, da, 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 da. okay. So these kids have been breathing diesel exhausts all day. Oh, they probably have been getting blasted with sun. They haven't seen sun. Uh, all winter, they they probably put sunscreen on them with the endocrine disrupting care. So they, you know what I mean. They're probably eating the uh, all you can eat buffet, which is like full of crap, uh, processed foods. Oh, then I saw the dude eat an ice cream. Or oh, then there was a, a a white bread sandwich. So um, all these things are like, well, of course these kids feel like shit. They're not tired. They're getting poisoned all day long. You know. Anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to stop talking for a second. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's absolutely the way it goes and kids are under attack it's the kids yeah. that are, are being attacked by the yeah, junk food yeah, uh, companies and stuff record the corporations because they know you get them early you got a customer for life yep yep and that's, that's hard for people to hear still yeah there's still people out there you know i get clients and i when i tell them all this stuff they're like you know why would why would anybody really want to do that and it's like because because they can <laughs> it's literally because they can they, yeah. they don't care about you yeah, the one cent one percent of people out there that control all this money they're just trying to placate everyone they don't care like their kids don't eat like shit they don't eat like no. shit they don't use the technology they don't no. do any of this stuff no well, they don't care about you they just want to do whatever they want to do and what, whatever that may be and i think we all have to reach that realization on our own and really deal with it, really wrestle with it and try to understand that the evil that we see on this planet and the, all the problems that we have are man-made and we have to take our power back and take responsibility for our lives because nobody's really going to do it for us. Even when you go to the most caring doctor that's trying their best, they don't have all the information that you need personally. You have to ask more questions. You can't be afraid to ask questions or change healthcare providers or do anything. Your life is in your hand. Your children's lives are in your hands. Yes, bro. And what yeah. really irks me 
is I was talking to someone last week. His kids are two and four years old and he's running his own business. Uh, his wife is uh, running her own business. So I'm like, what's, where are the kids, where are the kids, right? Who's taking care of your kids, you know? And he's like, oh, we have a great school here. And uh, one of them is in um, uh, like a preschool. And so like, I'm like, so uh, when, like, when do you see your kids? It's like well, they, we drive the drop them off at seven in the morning, and then it's until we until we can pick them up. Basically, uh, it could be until seven in the evening. I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Your two and four year old child is in the hands of another person. And I'll tell you, we have an amazing nanny. She's amazing. She is an absolute angel. But I've noticed that she she will not take as good care of my daughter as I will or my wife will. It's just these little yeah. things like the way you feed the child, the, how quickly you want, you know what I mean? How, just these little tiny little things and only the parent can love the child as, as uh, you know, to the maximum and only the parent can can give that child what that, the love that child needs and to me, you know, I, I feel like we're doing a, a great injustice, man, that we're we are outsourcing the stuff to the worst of the worst, like government sanctioned schools, dude, you know, the government, which you said all our problems are man-made. I would say, correct. I would develop that further and say, most of our problems are government made, you know? Right. And that's well, one of them. It's a, it's a long trail to the top. If you really follow that path and you realize that, all the things that we think, all the stuff that we eat, the way that we try to heal ourselves, the way that we raise our children, how we behave towards our family. Everything on the spectrum of human behavior is dictated by other people. And until we swallow that big, bitter pill and start taking individual looks at ourselves, then what, what's really going to change on, on this planet for the positive yeah. is my question to the majority of people. We have to take stuff into our own hands. We can't rely on school boards and um, medical forums and all of this to really dictate the criteria for how we live our lives. We never used to do that before and we didn't have those problems <laughs> before we started yeah. doing this. We didn't have any of these problems with autism and things like that mm -hmm. before the, the advent of vaccinations and, um, you know, supplementations yeah. for young children and exposure to all these uh, chemicals. You know, the most we had were what? When cars came out and there was all the lead in the, the air and stuff and, you know, the pollutants from factories and things like that. That was the, the least of our worries but now everything everywhere is you know a problem yeah yeah dude i to me i you know when i when someone starts working with me right i because i i analyze their entire diet their lifestyle and all this stuff i i start telling them and i don't like offload it in in one go i start telling them you know i would recommend you know, switching this for this, da, 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 da. and you know, like sometimes people are like, "Are you kidding me? I can't eat all of these foods, like twenty foods, which like maybe fifteen of them were my staples. Like I can't eat <laughs> all of these. Are you kidding?" Me? And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, if if I were to unload 
in in one day if i were to write down a list of all the things that you are doing and and i mean this from a place of love what you are doing wrong and when i say you are doing something wrong i mean it is hurting you it is you're not feeling that it's hurting you but it is hurting you and for your child or whatever else um so for me the big so when i someone is a client it's easy to to affect change over let's say three six months but for me what, what i find like i'm struggling with this because my, even my wife is like I, i'm so into this stuff now bro my wife sometimes is like we're going to meet people and like like can you just like take tone it down a bit you know tone it down a little bit <laughs> don't start you know don't start the stuff you know right. and i'm like okay okay and then you know, I see them. I see them like slathering SPF 50 sunscreen on their child. Then they're drinking a Coke. You know, then they're oh, it's just like dude. I'm like, or or I go to someone's like as a guest to someone's home, and I, I'm just like, and and it's a nice house. You know, like they're they're living really well. Whatever BMW or whatever Mercedes they have, and that the food is just absolute garbage, garbage, dude. And I'm like, uh, how, how, like, uh, again, I, I'm, I know I can't solve the, all the world's problems, but I want to help. And I'm like, how do I, where do I start with it, with this person? Like, and some guys, especially a lot of men, uh, they don't want to know They they just don't want to know. But I know some people, they, they need, I know they need help. If you put out a hand, <clears throat> they will probably take it. I just with some folks, I just don't know where to start. I don't know how to approach it, so I'm not like critic. I don't, I don't want to come off as critical, but you know, you're you're more of psych psychology minded. Maybe you have some input how we can approach the problem. <laughs> you know, I just don't talk to anyone. I just don't tell anyone anything unless mm. they ask me first. I yeah. had to learn that. A hard lesson that you cannot want more for someone than what they want for themselves. If a person wants to shove trash in their mouth 24 seven, let them until they ask you, because what I found is that until a person comes along and they're like, your skin's always glowing. Your eyes are always clear. You're always in a good mood. How the hell do you work out twice a day? How do you know, how are you up after me and awake before me? <laughs> how do you do these things? Um, and I tell them, well, you know, I cut out caffeine. I cut out sugar. I don't expose myself to heavy metals. I don't eat, uh, garbage. I don't eat processed foods. I stay away from, um, sunscreen. I don't wear any colognes. I don't do scented candles, yeah. all these different things. And they're like, you're insane. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's just that I remember a time when we didn't have those things, when I was very young, we didn't have all of these things everywhere all the time. And so I can tap back into that memory and be like, oh yeah, I really can live without these things. It's just a consumerist agenda to make us buy stuff that we don't need that keeps us locked into a prison. And so we become comfortable with mediocrity. We become comfortable with illness, disease, discomfort, this underlying sensation that maybe something isn't right. Um, comparatively, what I like to do is I say to people, okay, well, haven't you noticed that the people who lean more in my direction, they don't have any mental health problems. 
you're not struggling at the end of the day they don't we don't crash at two three four p.m in the afternoon we don't need to um caffeinate when we wake up in the morning we don't struggle at the gym we don't have any of these problems we're not itchy we're not breaking out in you know eczema or acne or anything like that and they go yeah 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 i can kind of see what you're saying you know so so why do you think that is like you have to spoon feed genetics. people almost it's you genetics. have to be like <laughs> yeah that's a, a lot of stuff that i hear too like oh i you know because my dad did this and it's like yeah but is your dad living inside your body right now because <laughs> that's not how it works yeah. <laughs> um so I just have to get people, ask them open questions. And most of the time I just leave them alone because uh, what I have found is that the majority of people are comfortable being mediocre. And I said this to you, this is my favorite saying, until a person's desire to change is greater than their desire to stay the same, they are not going to ask the right questions for themselves. They're going to conform to what the herd is doing, conform to what is convenient. And convenience is the thing that makes us the most ill whether it's mental or physical and as we know both those things go hand in hand mm. uh, if there are families of people where there's tension around what to eat what's the right thing and it's like yeah but there shouldn't be any tension if you could put your ego aside and put your attachment to what society tells you is right and think for yourself and and try to figure out okay well how come my mom and my daughter eat mostly plant-based. They don't burn scented candles. They don't do sugar. They don't drink milkshakes. And then you got the one kid that's out eating pizza and drinking milkshakes and um, playing video games and uh, doing all this stuff on the cell phone all the time, hardly ever out in the sunlight. And they got anxiety or depression or some other thing going on. It's like, well, how come is that? Why should there be any tension around that? The results are clear. So I, I have to say all these things to people to get them to realize that there's something that you don't want to accept. And until you take responsibility for the things that you don't want to accept or you don't want to change, your life is going to forever be like being on a hamster wheel of garbage. Yeah. And... It's, you know, what annoys me is when you go out and people try to gaslight you and tell you that you're wrong or whatever, you're crazy. And it's like, well, you know, there's a reason why I look like 25 when I'm 35 <laughs> and you look like 80 <laughs> and you're 35, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, brother. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. I think one thing people don't realize is how amazing they can feel. So... Where Facts. You, you can be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Why? Why would? Why would I? Why would I need to do any of these things? I'm totally fine. And then you ask, you inquire the person. Okay, so how many cups of coffee you have today? Oh, three. You know. And then in the evening, what do you do? I you know have a glass of wine. <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, and on the weekend, and so it's like, so you're ramping yourself up in the morning with a caffeine. And by the way, I like coffee. I, I'm down to one cup a day. I, my homeopath told me my body is accepting it through bioresonance testing. But we, we all know it's, it's not 
a long-term conducive strategy for health. So actually, after I listened to you, dude, that's when I started cutting down and I made a plan by, by June, July, I'm going to com- completely be off the coffee. But anyway. Yeah, well, for anybody, just to interject there, anybody that wants to know about how caffeine affects you, um, there's a podcast by the medical medium called Coffee, Matcha Tea. Um, and then there's also a book by, uh, damn, I forgot his name. It's called Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky. Okay. He's a doctor that got gaslit by the entire medical industry because he was noticing patterns between people who were caffeinating and depression, anxiety, uh, poor nutrient absorption, and things like that. So like when somebody says they're drinking three cups of coffee a day and they feel like crap, and you know they aren't getting any results in the gym they aren't getting any results anywhere else in their lives they're taking all these supplements and stuff it's like okay well remove the caffeine because the caffeine is blocking your ability to absorb all that stuff you're putting in your body you're literally just pissing out nutrients yeah yeah so caffeine increases the intestinal motility so you the, the the stuff goes through your intestine faster so there's less of a chance for it to obviously get absorbed so yeah that's one thing and they deplete certain certain b vitamins as well and other stuff you know so but i i personally take take the things that it depletes you know so i i'm not making excuses you know it is it is on my to-do list to be honest it's more of a habit than anything but anyway so a person like that they're they're running on coffee all day maybe some sugar as well and then they're calming themselves down with you know um you know some type of uh, nervous system depressant, you know? So a person like that, if you actually, so I, I've done this before when I, I would have drank a lot of coffee for an extended period of time. The day I stop, like I, one day, I, I, and by the way, I don't have energy issues with, when I stop coffee, but the first thing that happens is I get, uh, a few hours later, I get a massive headache. It's the blood pressure changes because the, the coffee is, is basically elevating your blood pressure so the body has to compensate uh, bio biochemically for that. So when there's this thing that was keeping your blood pressure high, your body's uh, here. When you take this thing out, your body needs to be here. So when it's you know down-regulating, up-regulating its metabolic machinery to get your blood pressure there, you get this horrible splitting headache the first day. And I, I did that two, three times. I'm like, yeah, this is bullshit. I, I, I need to stop this. Um, <laughs> so Folks like that, if you take the if you take the coffee out, like cold turkey, they feel like horrible for a week. If you take the you know whatever other crutches they have, like weed or whatever, um, they they will they will become more anxious, more cranky, stuff like that. So, how you are you fine? Are you fine really? You know, or people that can't go eight hours without a meal. That's another thing that if you were gonna have horrible blood blood uh, or crank, crankiness or horrible blood sugar dysregulation problems or like some type of you know dizziness from skipping like two meals or like not eating for one day you are not fine you are yeah. weak you are vulnerable to any number of things and um dude listen i've done i've done a ton of testing on people including myself my my family my wife my friends clients Everybody is very exposed to toxins. Everyone has copious amounts of at least aluminum and mercury. I've done a chemical toxicity urine test on myself a few years ago. I was actually looking at it a few days ago. And I had a ton of 
like gasoline additives or plastic plastic things. My my herbicides, pesticides were almost rock bottom because at the time we were eating very clean. We still are. So it was sort of nice. It was nice to be reminded that organic food is great, but for the folks out there that just eat organic food, that's not enough. You have to understand, like, there's you. Even if you're like doing everything super well at home and everything in your house is made of wood, you know, no plastics, no none of this uh, crap, you're still gonna be outside. You know, you're still going to be breathing the air, so you're still going to get exposure. So we need to, you know, we definitely need to support our detoxification system with quality high protein diet you know uh reducing other stressors you know if you can do sauna therapy at least a couple of times a week or even like what what i tell folks that you know you know can't get like a two thousand dollar sauna unit or a thousand dollar sauna unit you can buy infrared light bulbs or infrared lamps two three of these you know you 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 place them so one is at your facing your head your chest and whatever. So with these two, three uh, infrared light bulbs, you can get yourself to start sweating. You don't need to sweat copious amounts. You just need to be in a relaxed parasympathetic state and let, you know, let the sweat gradually come, you know? So this is actually, I'll tell you, I'll be looking at the research and they can detect in sweat they can detect everything from pesticides like organochlorines like DDT that were banned in the 70s and for the most part have been banned. They're still detecting in people's sweat DDT and its metabolites still, still. Yeah, So, still. And sometimes the, some of the research I looked at so they can find certain pollutants or their metabolites in the sweat but they're not in the urine and or the blood of the people when they test them. What does that mean? Well, if it's, if something is in your blood, it's a very recent exposure or it's being mobilized. If it's something is in your urine, it's been a recent exposure that you are ex- excreting. And if something is in your sweat, it could be recent exposure. It could be uh, long-term exposure. But if something is only in your sweat, it's, most likely and not in your urine and your blood it's most likely something you are carrying in your fat fatty cells fatty tissue that through the sweat it's so sweating in a again when you exercise you still sweat out toxins that's why you need to towel off and you know if you especially if you live like in a warm climate humid climate etc but ideally folks listening if you can get like even two three of these uh, infrared light bulbs like 20 30 bucks a pop you can put them in most light fixtures. You just need something that can take the heat. Uh, there's plans online how to build it. If you like, if you want to get some plywood and build like a little unit to maintain the heat, you can put some, you know, uh, reflective material, whatever. There's you can get technical with it, but just get yourself sweating in a rested, parasympathetic state, and then immediately go and wash off. Hopefully, you have the shower filter so you don't. You know, with your open pores, you're not getting the chlorine back, you know, into your body. Um, so the sweating, I believe, dude, we we have to, like right now, I ha- after this call, I'm going to get into my, I have a, a small sauna unit about a few years ago when I had the chance. I'm going to go in there and I've, I've, I've said to myself, I'm going to try to do it two, three sessions at least, at least a week, at least 30 minutes. Just get a little bit of sweat going and just get, get some accumulated toxins out because no matter how pristine you do th- your environment is and you 
how pristine you eat and how well you, you're doing right now, you can bet that you have accumulated something over the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the way it works. I mean, we touched on this already, but some of the treats and stuff that we ate as kids, that's still in us lodged somewhere trying to get out. Yeah. And it's hard for people to hear too, but you know, what are you supposed to do? You didn't know any better. So what are you supposed to do? Just fix it now. Exactly. You can only, you can only do, um, there, there's a great book uh, that a very wise man recommended to me called How to Stop Making Yourself Feel Miserable About Anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I was actually reading that book a little bit this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm getting through it slowly, but um, we, we, we shouldn't, I believe we shouldn't um, make ourselves feel miserable for mistakes of the past. But what we have to do is um, just take significant action to to change the trajectory of our lives. I think it's all about changing the trajectory because today, whatever we do today, it won't necessarily have a massive impact on today, you know. But when you you have these compound, the compound interest of a change of habits, changing habits over decades. Now that, that literally changes the trajectory of your life. So that's all, that's, I think, all we have to strive to do today. Absolutely. And I, I have to say the title of that book is how to stubbornly refuse to make yourself miserable about anything. Yes. Anything by <laughs> Albert Ellis. And also, I see a lot of people who get on this journey and they're like, ah, I have to strive for perfection. It's not about striving for perfection. In the environment that we live in, we're never going to be 100% detoxified from anything. So don't drive yourself crazy trying to reach that. Strive for peace. Strive for health. Strive for longevity. Yeah. Longevity, man. That's the thing, you know, like, and, and here's the thing, dude. Again, we are we are fed so much disinformation and misinformation, you know, like we have to, I think folks, we have, as a, you know, and I should, I shouldn't say what people should do. What, what I believe I need to do is, and what I am doing is, um, I am taking responsibility for these things, right? I am going out of my way to learn things and, when you take responsibility for your family's health. So for example, we've been to the doctor, like to the conventional doctor with, with my wife for uh, my, my kids stuff. And, um, you know, like uh, every single time I, I, I let, I, I, when my wife says, let's go to the doctor, I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, and I only do it so that she can get disappointed from the whole experience and she can see <laughs> it's it, we actually know better and we know what we're doing right so um i, I we have to take like you ha dude i have um i i ordered i ordered this uh they, they sell these sort of cheat sheets booklets on amazon right so this one is on children's nutrition and this is based on the choosemyplate.gov Right. So they have these, they're, they're really good ones for like grammar of languages, uh, biochemistry, you know, it, it's like, for example, preparation stuff. So I wanted to see what children's nutrition 
what recommendations they have, right? So, like, I'm not saying it's all BS. There's a ton of stuff in here that, you know, is for older kids and how kids grow and develop and what, what foods are allergenic and how much infants should eat. So I'm not an expert on many of these topics, but like on my child, on my child's current stage or like a, a, on the general, like what to feed your child. There's a lot of nonsense here, bro. Like, and yeah. I'm not saying the woman that wrote this <laughs> is, is the one purveying the nonsense. It's, this stuff is coming from God, like what she learned in dietitian school, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, dietitian school. So, um, and a lot of it's government sanctioned propaganda. Yes. So for a child. I hear you. Well, <laughs> just remind me, um, your, your your kids, one one was a teenager, one was eight. What was it? Yeah. And so there's two, it's two teenagers and one's eight. One's going to be okay. eight this year. Okay. So for a boy or a girl that's between 14 and 18 years of age, how much protein do you think they need a day? I haven't a clue. <laughs> well, the, they say 46 grams for girls and 52 grams for boys. For a one to three year old, they say 13 grams of protein, bro. That's two eggs roughly is worth. You know, right. so if we rely on anybody, like at the very least we need to, if someone recommends something to us, we need to at least go home and research it and, and educate ourselves. Because if you go to the, let's say the doctor and they say, here, take these pills yeah. and then take those other pills. Like many people go to the pharmacy, take those things. And like, if you, you literally, I know someone that this happened to bro, they went for insomnia to the, to the um, uh, psychiatrist, 30 minute session. I am not joking. 30 minute session. The person was out with a prescription for an antipsychotic and an SSRI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's the way it works. Um, I mean, it's, it's really something out there because, um, I did all this stuff on with psychology and nutrition and these things and zero percent of what i learned is what actually helps people so I, I i always say to myself if i can have that realization to myself through working with people that the things that i've been taught aren't working why can't the average doctor psychologist psychiatrist be honest enough and have the integrity to say okay so i've been fed lies and the thing that I said that I wanted to do, I am in fact not doing. So maybe I should go and be integrous and do that thing. Why is that? Why is there such a crisis of integrity on this planet where people who are well-intentioned, allegedly, start off doing something and they just, all they do is hurt people and they swear by their methods and they're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to change it. You know, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to push against any of that. When when is that going to change? When are people going to wake up and and take a look at themselves? I hope I hope you're asking that question rhetorically, <laughs> because because I don't know, brother. I don't know. I I really think change. Uh, maybe this whole thing of the, I think it's a delusion that there will be some type of mass awakening. 
I really think that's yeah. a delusion. I it, think, it is a spiritual delusion. It's yeah. a new age deception. Yes, exactly. So I, I feel like we, some of us are on the journey, others are joining us on the journey. I think some people will die uh, one day uh, completely stuck in the matrix. Let's just use that sort of colloquialism. And um, I think maybe that's, that is the journey that they are supposed to be on or maybe that they chose before they incarnated uh, in this realm. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's like when you, when you look at a, um, a ballet, I use the ballet as an example because my wife uh, is, you know, is into ballet. She's a ballet teacher and was a professional ballerina. If you look at a, a an entire performance, you you have your so, the woman soloist and the man. They're the stars of the show, and you have all the, you know, the swans in Swan Lake. All, all of the swans, and you have every role is every role is integral to the 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 play the ballet the movie every extra even the one that is shown for a second or does one thing or doesn't even say anything in the movie everybody from the the most you know the most prominent to the least prominent is as important so i feel like if we take a wider lens of things you know you have to in order for god to experience this reality in its infiniteness Every single permutation must must uh, be manifested and played out in God's mind, which is where we are. We are we are thoughts in 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 God's mind, right? And God is perhaps having a dream, playing out something in in his her they theirs mind, whatever. And uh, we we need to have the we need to have the suckers. We need to have the du dupers, the dupees. We need to have you know the evil people, the angelic beings. We need to have it all in order for this equation to be balanced so maybe maybe what we should do is just continue our mission and believe that we will attract the people that are ready to hear it and the rest maybe you're right i think you're right i, I should probably just not even say anything anymore until someone asks because well maybe it's um maybe it's some type of issue i need to resolve in myself why do i is there something i haven't healed that I'm trying to fix in the outer world, maybe as a way to deflect or ignore something I'm not hitting myself, it could be that as well. I don't know. Who knows, you know, only you would know really at the yeah. end of the day. Um, but yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. Like there's all kinds of different people. It, t it takes, you know, to sound like Robert Palmer. You remember that song, Every Kind of People? It was a big thing when I was a kid. It was, <laughs> you know, it was, what are you saying is that it takes every kind of, person yeah. to make everything come together on this planet as hard as that is to hear or not um yeah. but i think that even it's the stuff with the lack of integrity it's going to get worse and it's pushing people to rethink and those that are capable of that level of awareness will get there and those that aren't will perish and we kind of have to swallow that ugly nasty pill as well and another thing i i think is I um I have a, a lot of friends in Ireland. I used to live there for 14 years actually and they it's well known that they put fluoride in the water there. And though the water is free at least, so no water bills in Ireland. But um I feel like when I talk to some of 
you know there's kind of this derogatory term in the community in the kind of the truth community they they when they say to, uh, about someone that they, they're giving you the fluoride stare you heard this one yeah 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 bro to be honest with but you but it's true uh, I, I honestly <laughs> I, I sometimes i talk to people and i do i do feel like it's true um I, and I, I feel like those people, if you take them out of, uh, let me just give you an example, dude. I bought my, I bought my mother um, a water distiller a while ago. She didn't want to use it too much hassle. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, this woman is unbelievable, you know? Anyway, let me get her. I ordered her a big Berkey uh, filter, with, you know, those gravity fed uh, with the black carbon units. Uh, pretty good filter. So, she started drinking that water and she was having detox reactions. She was feeling crappy. So she's like, this water is making me feel horrible. I'm going to stop drinking it. I'm like, this water is making you feel horrible because for the first time in a long time, you were drinking clean water and now your body, you know, is doing something with that. You know, it's like when you, when you put some, you know this, I'm sure, of course. But um, for the folks listening, when you put someone on like a health program, like a health building protocol, uh, even in medicine, they have a, a thing called, it's a medical term for a, a Hertz, Hertzheimer reaction, which is a Hertzheimer reaction is when you go in like with some type of antibiotic or whatever, you start killing pathogens. The It makes you feel crappy for a while. You get like uh, high temperature or sweats or fever or headache. It's because... Um, it's also called a healing crisis. So it's because the body's mobilizing mobilizing toxins and through that process, some of them get absorbed, go into the central nervous system, the brain, and they make you feel bad. So like for me, it's like, so you're giving someone clean water and they're having a detox reaction on the first freaking time that they start drinking it. In fact, when I started drinking distilled water last year, the first day after I had maybe two liters of like, two liter bottles like this I my lymph nodes here kind of behind the jaw started like I could feel they're getting um, uh, swollen a bit I had like a little bit of a sore throat for like a few hours like a day so I started detoxing myself and I, I, I detox often so I feel like a lot of these folks in Ireland uh, my friends or family if 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 I take them out they'd say they come here visit me they get more sun they start drinking reverse osmosis or distilled water, eating organic food. You know, we take some zinc and some minerals so the body can start excreting these heavy metals. You know, maybe do some sauna. Like this person, yes, they will have a two weeks. They might have some type of feeling crappy. But I feel like they literally, literally, after if they're, let's say they did it for three months or six months, they literally will be more open to like unbrainwashing themselves let's say they were like a normie of the highest order they'll be more open to it like if, you, if i give them like a book on conspiracies or his like the whatever uh, they'll be more uh open to like uh if, if you start talking to them about chakras and energy and crystals they'll be more open to these things because you know how they say it, fluoride they 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 find it in the pineal gland calcified right so there's other mechanisms with, with aluminum which is very actually very common in uh, the water supply in, in everyone I test has a lot of aluminum. So they create a compound that's even more toxic, right? So once you get these things out, like you're, you're literally clearing the way for your higher order 
brain centers to function better. And yes, people will have freaking, I mm-hmm. believe, spiritual epiphanies, not just spiritual, but just they might have epiphanies, like emotional releases. They'll be able to like, um, uh, you know, surface traumas and, and uh, perhaps, you know, release them and, you know, just memories from childhood and just the, it will be a, a, a full spectrum healing experience. And you can do that through psych so there's many inputs to this thing you can do it through psychological stuff talk therapy you know eft um you know crystals uh you know uh, energy healing but you can also do it as you obviously uh talk about at length as well through nutrition and just getting healthier absolutely that's pretty you just pretty much summed up the basis of my work (laughs) thanks for that plug i mean that's that is the way that it is that's why it get people off of caffeine because you can't talk to um people who live on coffee you can't talk to them about much of anything it's like um so so much of their brain goes to sleep that they're like what or they shut down. Like when you try to explain things that are simple to them, that are true, that they can see right in front of their eyes, they can't see it happening. They, they're literally absorbed. Okay, so what happens is that these subconscious programs that are taken up as for some people as much as 99% of their thinking, they're projecting outwards their belief system. So they can't even see a, a gun pointed right at them. If I said there's a gun in front of you and they believe that there wasn't, as long as they're on caffeine, alcohol, marijuana, sugar, calcium propionate in their bread, <laughs> you know, whatever, citric acid in everything they drink, energy drinks, any of those things can't hear you, can't see you, can't see the truth. They will walk right off of a cliff. And as soon as I take away things from their diet, it's like the fluoride stare goes away. And they start coming to me and they, and they want to email me and text me and they're like, how come this thing, that thing, because you just, you stop putting shit in your body. So now you can actually see what's going on out there. And they're like, oh my God, was this really happening before? I'm like, yes, it was. Like, how do you know all this stuff? Because I've been on this path for a long time. I haven't put shit in my body for a long time, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And that's when all their programming starts coming up. Yeah, dude. And, and, and what people- Scares the shit out of them. Exactly, dude. And what people don't realize is that the, especially these, uh, I'm not so sure about the chemicals. From my research is yes, the chemicals are mitochondrial poisons. They are endocrine disruptors. They can mess with your thyroid, with your testosterone production. They can mimic estrogen. Um, they can do uh, uh, various different types of horrendous things to your body. But from my research on the heavy metals is they can change the personality literally mm-hmm. and they do like yeah so merc- uh, 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 and the same thing is true for um poisoning from pharmaceuticals as well it changes the personality yeah 100 yeah. oh yeah like poisons the, the brain especially anything that messes with um neurochemistry for sure mm-hmm. for sure so these like um so um lead you know like people that have a lot of lead they, they're dull they're dulled their whole demeanor and the whole like like if you if you ever talk to like guys that are like welders or like they work with um 
you know, in the industrial places, car mechanics, and, and those guys are also getting a lot of other, not just heavy metals, but, um, you know, you can see, and for example, uh, uh, this some research I was looking at, uh, military folks actually have a lot of cadmium. So cadmium is like this super tough, strong metal. And um, a lot of, apparently a lot of women in, corp in corporate, they can be a high cadmium level as well because that allows them to have this sort of tough um, ex uh, personality that allows them to swim with the sharks, right? And uh, if you and I know I've, I've, I kind of talked about this before, so if, if someone's listening to this, um, I hate to repeat myself, but things like mercury, if you look at like a drop of mercury, how it bouncy it is, right? It's very almost volatile uh they say they had you know back in the was it 17 1800s the mad hatters the guys that would make uh hats with like the felt hats they would use mercury in that process so they would they would personality would change and th that's why that's where the mad hatter like in alice in wonderland that's where it's uh, that term is derived from because mad as a hatter is what it is and um I had uh, I had um, mercury amalgams when I was a kid uh, put in me, and I always had like as a kid a very kooky personality, you know, and I I honestly believe that's that uh, uh, is down to that, and you know like uh, guys a lot of serial killers they they tested their um, um, hair they're very high manganese and again cadmium and uh, uh, you know. So these chemicals, uh, these metals, if you can imagine the quality of the mineral, the quality of the, the, the thing. So like uh, selenium is sleek, strong. Magnesium is again like this kind of, uh, uh, so, so selenium is more flexible. Uh, cadmium is very tough, rough, strong. So if, if you think about like, uh, you know, a serial killer, what kind of a personality you need to be able to do that or like if you're a if you're an assassin or like a military guy like shooting people you know people down with a helicopter you need to have in order to I, I i don't know is it because of the metals do they become that or is it because of the job that does that allow the body does the body allow that in in order to to sort of help the person cope with that because i know there was another one called a calcium shell on a hair test when you see the calcium super high, highly elevated, we, ha we have this pattern they call a calcium shell. And those people are extremely sensitive inside. And the the calcium sort of, it's, uh, the reason it's called a calcium shell is because like like a lot of these um, seashells and like things, there's cal there calcium there. Uh, it's like uh, creating a wall around you to protect your soft inner core. So it's very fascinating. So the anthropomorphic sort of qualities of the metals. But yeah, definitely these heavy toxic metals, they change the personality. That's why aluminum is associated with dementia and Alzheimer's. It's uh, a soft metal. And that's why it's, it's called the soft in the head metal, you know? Yeah, and, and the same thing happens for people like, okay, let's take the, the life of the average woman in America that is a consumer, not to be derogatory to any ladies. You know, I don't mean it that way. Um, I have noticed personality changes in women who were simple, didn't wear a lot of makeup, didn't do a, a lot of things, didn't really 
feel like they needed to impress someone then all of a sudden something changed a guy came into her life and oh, their lives because this has happened with multiple women that i've known and they start using particular shampoos all this hairspray they're putting on blush on their face eyeshadow foundation uh they gotta have on deodorant all the time mm. you gotta keep their nails well done or they're wearing um fake nails and you know the lipstick and they've always got perfume on because they want to smell good and you know so if one of them even had like a fake tan on and put on all this body lotion and stuff so you look at the chemicals that are they're coming into contact every single day just to keep up appearances then that affected their personality over a short span of time because they're always putting sodium laurel sulfate on their skin propylene glycol yeah uh methyls methyl is something or the other you know all those phthalates yeah um gosh what else is it um dude it's hundreds of things it's literally hundreds of things yeah it's the it's the there's a particular thing that i was looking for here that people don't realize but it's it's ran away from my brain but like you said it's a lot of aluminum aluminum and uh even mercury you call it you know and, and yeah and they're getting all these rashes and you know their allergies are bothering them and all these kinds of things but when when they get changed on a cellular level like that the best part of themselves gets pushed out like metaphysically there's aspects of your soul begin to get rejected from your body because the information inside of you is no longer the same and it, it just messes you up, it messes you up. And it's hard for a person to reclaim that. There's no amount of detoxification that can save some people. I've noticed as well, like they will begin to get into this pattern of detoxing. And like you said, with like uh, your mom and other people, like they have these bad reactions. Once they start to have those bad reactions, mm, you can't get them to do it again. So yeah. they, you know, they'll reject changing yeah. their life because they're afraid to go through a few hard days, you know? Yeah, man. So yeah. you got to be careful with this stuff. Like you can really send somebody off on a crisis just by trying to help them. Exactly. And, and then they, they, they basically like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work with you. I, Dude, with with my mother, she had at least a month, like uh, a month or two, of very a very tough time through the healing process. Because um, what a lot of women have is a, a very elevated copper level, and it it won't necessarily see that on a blood test because the the blood is buffered to very tight physiological ranges. But if you there are certain patterns on a hair test that you can see it. And then the way you, the way you get copper out of the body is you have to antagonize it with zinc. Now the problem with getting the copper out of the body is uh, too much copper is, uh, copper is an antioxidant like iron, but too much copper, too much iron become pro-oxidants. So there's, uh, and people with a very high copper level, Actually, there's uh, a lot of artists, uh, like musicians, uh, they will have a high copper level, but also it's associated with um, 
again, it's associated with autism, with depression, postpartum depression, uh, a number of a number of neuropsychiatric issues, um, and a lot of uh, like people that are quite explosive and emotional. Generally, I I generally guess they probably have a very elevated copper level, right? And the way you the way you get that out is you you have to antagonize it with zinc. So they take zinc on its own. Generally, you want to take zinc and copper at the same time at a certain ratio. So when you take start taking the zinc, the body starts pushing copper out. It also starts pushing things like cadmium out because the body will absorb cab- cadmium if zinc is insufficient in the diet because cadmium can still do some jobs that zinc can do in certain enzyme binding sites. So the zinc, when you, when you actually, when people start taking minerals in general, like zinc and selenium and so on, they, they generally start removing toxic metals. You, you see the, the hair tests, you see um, elevations in mercury, sometimes arsenic, uh, very, most often aluminum as well, occasionally nickel, stuff like that. Very rarely cadmium, that, that's usually through the feces, but you can see that through like a fecal test. And um, so this copper, dude, it has to, the way it's mobilized, it's, yes, it's out of the hair and sometimes even through the, the feces and the skin and the urine, whatever else, but usually it's it's got a pathway through the blood and when it gets into the blood, it causes symptoms. It causes like hot flashes. It causes like all sorts of emotional uh, sort of, regressions you know what i mean so so people can have that so the body will have the spirit and i've monitored this on a hair test every like uh uh three months it the pattern goes almost no copper or very low copper then it, it spikes spikes harder sometimes even higher and then it sort of uh, uh starts going going back down and then it plateaus back down so that's kind of like a it, it it can take months for these biochemical changes to occur. So people have to be aware of that. If you've accumulated toxins and stuff <coughs> and and uh, dysfunction at a cellular level, it it it's there's layers to it. So you you unravel one layer, you have you you reach homeostasis there, you stay there maybe for a month. Then you have to do it again. And you have to keep doing it again until and sometimes people get to a healthy enough level and they're like, I'm I'm happy enough as I am. And then usually like a, a year or two later, they start feeling crappy again and start regressing. But for that year and a half or whatever, they're happy, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's the truth. I personally, it took me about three years to detox from the shit that yeah. was in my body, you know? And I was drinking a lot, drugs, smoking pot too, um, eating bad stuff, you know, eating junk food, um, coffee all these things yeah. it took me three years to reach a comfortable level and it, it completely changed my personality over yeah. time I, another thing i've seen too is like i i know a girl she actually I know two girls they were a completely different person before they got tattoos and i mean not one two three tattoos massive chest pieces yeah. all the way down the arm, all on the back, everything. Well, wow. And it's just getting pumped full of mercury and cadmium yes, and, you dude. know, what is it? Iron oxide and all the other stuff that's in the ink, even non-toxic um, vegan ink and all that stuff too is full of chemicals. And Bro. the body doesn't know what to do with that <laughs> because it's under the skin. So 
it's kind of one of those things where you try to detox from that it creates that chemical in your body then your body's really to, to, long story short your body's confused as shit as Bro, to why it can't <laughs> let, let me tell you my story about so i got a chest tattoo when i was 30 oh, yeah um so about five years ago i i got on this really awesome diet by uh, dr gundry uh, Dr. Stephen Gundry, he his book, The Plant Paradox, he talk he talks about the various um, lectins in certain plant foods. So I, I tried his diet, the lect kind of lectin-free diet. So basically, it removes grains, it removes almost all grains, all the nightshades, so tomatoes, also things like that. So it's um, and we were eating all organic at the time. So, dude, I did this diet. I can't remember for how long I did this diet, but I had like, you know, these skin tags and stuff. Like they disappeared, dude. I had skin tags in various places on my body. They disappeared. And on my tattoo, so I had somewhere, somewhere here, this little thing that first started like a pimple. So it was like a little pip, just like on the tattoo, on the chest here. And it started mm -hmm. growing into like a tip. Dude, this thing was, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Maybe eventually it was a centimeter long thing. Dude, this thing started fucking protruding out of my chest. It was a centimeter long. It was like white and weird and gooey. So me and my wife were like watching this thing grow over like the course of some, I guess, weeks. It must have been weeks. So we're like, what in the name of the sweet Lord Jesus Christ is this thing? <laughs> so it just <laughs> fell off one day. So I... And we were doing other detox stuff and taking like a lot of minerals and remineralizing our bodies and testing for all sorts of stuff like stool testing and hair testing and urine tests, uh, you know, all that good stuff. So my, uh, obviously I can't, I never tested this thing for what it, what it is, but my idea, and I think it's plausible uh, and it's quite conceivable is that whatever heavy metals and stuff like that, the body was able to sequester it now saw a chance to remove because we know when I'm sure many people listening people know that our fatty tissue is where a lot of um, uh, like pesticides of, uh, uh, or a lot of toxins are stored up. So the body kind of sequesters them in the fatty tissue in order so they're not, you know, in the brain or the kidneys and, you know, causing damage to like the nervous system. So uh, I believe I honestly believe that the body is so intelligent that it knows when the time is right, you know? So I just wanted to add, mm -hmm. add that. Uh, so but yeah, definitely after I, what I know now, I will never, I, I did want more tattoos. I, I'd love to get more tattoos, but I will not ever get another tattoo for sure because of that. Yeah. I've seen people get like bumpy skin right over the tattoo because they went on a detox or they changed their diet or something or they started drinking lemon water or something. <laughs> and, wow. and they were like, oh my God, what's happening? And it's like, oh, don't worry. Like it's your body is just trying to work itself out. You, yeah. you, gotta, you trust your body. The body. That's the most important thing. The body's intelligence is unfathomably, uh, the body's unfathomably intelligent, man. Like that's what I tell that's so what I tell people, like, all you have to do, well, I know it's it's actually quite a tall order for most people nowadays, unfortunately, but all you have to do is reduce stress as much as possible, psychological, physiological, and then give the body what it needs, which is amino acids, 
uh, saturated fat, some some essential fatty acids, vitamins, minerals. You know, these are the things it needs. These are the building blocks it needs. And give it enough calories so you have enough energy for your needs. So you're not in a deficit. You're not in starvation mode. So what you do then, what you've done now is you've signaled to your body that you're in a state of abundance. And the reason why de-stressing, uh, removing stressors is important is you might be in a state of abundance nutritionally, but the body, if it's in a state of uh, stress, it, it's again, you're in sympathetic uh, uh, system, uh, nervous system mode. So, you know, you're not in a healing mode. You need to be in a parasympathetic uh, sort of um, uh, nervous system mode, right? So if you de-stress, give the body what it needs. That's why, dude, that's why people that go on like a month-long retreat, I don't, I don't think any, it really matters so much what you actually do. You could be on a, on a juice cleanse. It could be like on a, on a fully carnivore. You could be only uh, plant-based. You could be keto. But if you go like, let's say Costa Rica or come to Portugal here, you distress yourself, you meditate, you listen to some nice music mantras and you eat quality food, whether it's meat, whether it's fruits, whether it's vegetables, if it's quality and you get enough of the substrates that your body needs, you know, like it will do amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Christian, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> we could talk for like 12 hours. That's for sure, brother. <laughs> Thanks for being on the Boundless Authenticity Podcast. Where can we find you? Well, Jahan, thank you so much for having me, bro. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I love, I love how we can just cover any topic and not just superficially with you. I love that. Um, so yeah, Chris, my website is christianjordanov.com, my first and last name.com. That's, that's really where everything is at. Um, you find links to my two podcasts, Autism and Children's Health, my Connecting Minds podcast where I've had Jahan and other awesome people, uh, link to my book, which is on Amazon. And uh, yeah, new stuff will be on there. So I'll have more courses. I'm planning on starting a podcast that will be only, well, not only, but it will be on children's health, not specifically to autism and children's health, but more general children's health. So, you know, that will be on the website once that's going. So yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Thanks again. Thank you, brother. You're listening to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast, where we discuss everything related to the evolution of human consciousness. At the very least, people need to understand that the United States builds bunkers, which are basically cities underground every three months. Basically, when you dream, you tap into your subconscious. It is your nocturnal intuition, your creativity and imagination unchained from conscious reason, ego and logic. They're biologically alive, but they have no soul. They have AI consciousness. They can alter your consciousness of the brain if they get the brain. We live in a multidimensional reality. Whether it comes through esoteric information in the spiritual realms or the UFO people, experiencers, or mainstream through quantum physics and through mainstream science now realizing that parallel dimensions probably exist. We're all spiritual beings. We're all having these human experiences. We've heard that phrase over and over and over. questions of life we have these answers inside of our souls we're ultimately studying the nature of what it is to be human good and evil
people, our psychology, how we think, and our health. That's why I love Bruce Lee's great quote, all knowledge is ultimately self-knowledge. The Boundless Authenticity Podcast.